across the margin. Across the margin. Podcast. to Across the Margin, the podcast, where we take you beyond the margin, behind the scenes, and deeper into the stories. I have with me, as always, my co-host, Chris Thompson. What's shaking, Chris? Mike, it is a pleasure to be here tonight. As always, uh, it's good to be back. Yes. I, I know we always lament, because um, we, we've been taking longer breaks and we've desired between podcasts. We're but busy, Mike. You know, we're building an empire. <laughs> busy empire building. Um <laughs> But it's great to be back. I've been dying to get behind this mic and I um, mean, just 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 to talk about. I guess today, what we want to talk about is some of the happenings, as as we usually do when me and Chris just get together, sans guest um, at ATM at Across the Margin, the magazine, and um, and then uh, being the time of year it is, um, we want to talk some politics today and. And I know we've said it here before, but we don't shy away from politics. And, and you know, I mean, we've we've had a Bernie podcast. Yeah. We, 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 I mean, we, to, we to burn or not to burn. We went big four years ago, so we're absolutely about we with 98 the eight days or so, maybe ninety seven. Yeah. Away from the next me, cycle, me and so. you, we got together and we analyzed all the debates last time. Right. That was that was a lot of fun. That was man. a lot of fun. It was, yeah. But Mitt, yeah. <laughs> it seems like such a distant nobody, memory. Nobody puts Big Bird in the binder. Is that? Yeah, he had the the yeah, exactly. Though there was a Hillary Clinton had a binders full of women tweet recently because Donald Trump just put out his um, he chose like his economic advisors and you know brilliant man that he is. There's no like two economist in in the thing. Um, It's basically just a bunch of billionaires and you know well regarded men and everything, but all men. And so she made she made a joke about you know she knows somebody with binders full of women. It, it was just who's ever I don't know if it's her who's running the Twitter or or, or not, but um, some of them she has some singers yeah. once in a while. I, I truly appreciate the satire on social media these days when it concerning politics. You know, I can't it, believe it's a big part of it. It really is. I mean, I, I really can't believe how many articles talk about what the candidates are tweeting. Yeah, you know, it's it, it well. That's shows... I mean, that's just it, it's that's kind of just. Come, per, it, it, Twitter has has come into. I mean, you watch SportsCenter; they they do whole sections yeah. on, like, say, you know, when LeBron wins the championship, they're going to do a whole thing of all these other athletes, sure. what their tweets were about sure. it. I mean, like, it, it, it really is interesting how weird. pervasive Twitter has become in terms of being a um, commentary for you know, like, our culture. You know, it's really yeah. interesting. It's not only the the athletes using it to voice themselves; it's you know now journalists and and you know, news corporations go into Twitter and, and take those and make stories from oh, yeah. it, take I their mean, opinions. And John Oliver's latest, um, you know, um, episode of his television show on HBO, you know, he's talking about how, you know, a lot of journalists now are expected to tweet, um, you know, six to eight times, you know, a, a day. Yeah. They're expected to write three to five blog entries, you totally. know, the, the watering down of reporting and Think stuff like that. Think about, like, the old school newsmen, like, yeah. where it's like, it's tie undone. And, it's, it's right? and just, like, and, like, imagine, like, they come into this day and age yeah. and some young person comes yeah. in, they're like, you know, this grizzled newsman. It's like, and you, we're going to need you, to, you know, six to eight tweets. How many followers do you have? <laughs> just you, like, man, just I, get, I, get out of my office. Get off my lawn. I broadcast the moon landing. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, just, I was there when JFK was yeah. shot. Like, fuck your followers. Fuck, yeah. yeah, exactly. This, they, I mean, and that is, that's what's so upsetting is that that matters. Yeah. And, like, yeah. that must, you know, like, I instead mean, of, like, instead of, Finding truth and, and, and presenting the yeah. facts, like it's like it's 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 what it's so and so yeah. say about it. it's and it's both. I mean, it's yeah. not let's not act like 
you know, there's not real journalism out there. Listen, really. we use it too, and I hope that totally. we can. I hope that we can, you know, play a little bit in both realms, and yeah. we can also find truths in some of the things we talk about, and some of the stories we present. Maybe it will be a different kind of truth. No question. You know, it's still. No, this Twitter's good. I, I, I love using Twitter, man. Yeah. No, I and like I am able to, um, you know, find so much great information by following people I really trust that you know, news wise or. If you have a well curated Twitter feed. I, it is I, a I preach boon it. To your I preach life in the the intensity of uh, of curating your social media. Yeah. like I mean, when people are doing unfollow binges I'm like go ahead like go ahead. make yeah. two make your own reality like make it you know it, which is I guess there's some bad to that because you don't see both sides of stuff but like you know at the end of the day you want to be happy and like you want you want you don't want to see certain things right. and if you don't need a bunch of people talking right. you know if you don't like cat pictures you don't follow the cat yeah, exactly you know but the biggest story is politics, man. You well, know, that's what will upon us now. It is so glad that we are. <laughs> you know, I feel like we've been we going? politics for the past decade for some reason. I don't know. It just feels like this whole political season has just been so long. It's just well, like it's it's like the NFL, how they another sports now they they seem to just extend their season extends and then out. the off season, the preseason oh, seems to get like the these political races. They they it just they you know. It seems to have more of a reality television feel, as, yeah. as you know, like when you're watching like the the uh, the trailers, if you will, right. the, the commercials <laughs> for the for the, the for, trailer for it's a like debate. Trump yeah. versus Hillary, and like they really like it's like it's Kennedy Nixon, yeah, it's like live. Mortal Kombat like yeah. screen before you like they show the fighters, it's like they really match totally. It's it's right. it gets you live, from, but um, so we will be talking some politics in a minute, but first we're going to talk about. Some stories at um, across the margin recently, and then we're going to talk about a journey west, which is uh, which is coming up. So a bit of a bittersweet journey west, bitter, but bitter, still exciting. But still, but, but 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 sweet indeed. Yes. Bitter but sweet indeed. Um, well, let's get to it then. What's going on at ATM um, today and yesterday? We uh, published one of the longer stories we published in a while. It's almost something we can look at as like a novella or something. I like the word novella. Novella is like, like It's like it's something cute about it yeah. or something. It's, it's, it's like the it's like a slider Storable. to a hamburger. That's exactly, you know? that's exactly what it is. It's, it's, <laughs> so we, we published this little slider called Hidden Secrets by Kay Booth. Um, I I was uh, I don't think too many people read it today but I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue pushing it because I think it's a wonderful little journey. There's a lot of mysticism in it. Um... There's there's like this whole poignant family relationship uh, dynamic and also right. like a, a, a dynamic between lovers which is very sure. interesting and um, I guess the most um, kind of important or enthralling thing about it is it's, it's about the perils of greed. Sure. There's there's one person who's trying to do this one thing with others in mind and there's this other person who's just you know it's this gold involved and yeah yeah, yeah. I mean it's, it's all it, it, what I like. About across the margin is that there is a place for long form fiction. Yeah, and this this is one of our longer. This is one of our longer ones, and you know, I mean, I understand. You know, it's it's a, asking a lot of a reader to sort of you know invest that amount of time. You know, when you think of how busy people are, but it'll be well, well worth the effort if you take the time for the story because it's very well written. Absolutely. Well, one thing we've done this summer um, is publish. A ton of fiction. We have been, and, and I, I'm, I'm very happy about that. Yeah, and well, and like I like to look at it, and it's 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 kind of like a seasonal thing in the way that it's. I feel like we've put out a lot of summer reading, sure. and and you can take um, you know whatever your tablet or whatever, and you save the stories or whatnot. But like we have tons of fiction, and and you know our as as me and you, um, our editors' hats have been on. And, uh, it, happen, and yes. I think it has taken away our ability to write a bunch. Sure, like, sure, of course. We have, we have received a whole bunch of really good fi- fiction stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have published other things in the meantime, but like, um, what is there? There's uh, Of All Mistakes and Sins was one. It was that, that was Seth uh, Bainbridge. Um, the Shadow of Development by um, Rita Fierro was, was awesome as well. Um, and oh, you know what? Um, we did. Uh, is it this week or last week? It was another T. E. Cowell piece. Um, yes. That young man is a very prolific writer. Yes, he is. That was exactly what I was going to use. Yeah, it's. Uh, that is the sixteenth 
I looked it up today. The oh, really? 16th piece Fantastic. we published about, uh, of his. So, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. He, I think he really enjoys, you know, using our platform. We love his stuff, so it's, yeah. it's, I think it's a very He's mutual a very relationship. He's very talented writer. So, short stories. Yeah, it's, um, they are. And, and, and uh, a couple of them have been a little bit longer. By a little bit longer, I'm talking less than 2,000 words. They're still, they're all short. But a couple of them are, like, just brief Flash fiction it's pieces. A subway ride home or a trip Not on the even. bus. It's, it's, or, I mean, these are know, brief I little mean, like nuggets. There's, I kind of like snapshots of life. They're, uh, right. they're sometimes glum. Um, they're uh, look glum every now. And no, then. they they they. He seems to have a good grasp on like the little things. The the, the like the everyday struggle of like um, like uh, modern low uh, to middle but low. Um, you know, income American person just just people who are struggling a little just bit. Just trying, you know, just trying to like crush. trying to figure it out, man. Yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, who isn't trying to figure right. it out? And but like, there is um, there is a little bit of hope in not everyone, but like in in in, in most of these stories, there's this underlying layer of hope. But it's, yeah. I I think uh, so. The one we just did, and I think this I I hate to play favorites, but after is the name of the story. It might be my favorite, but. Um, uh, some others to recommend would like the new year, just new year. Uh, a couple of flash fiction pieces that no and nothing's easy were, were really something else. And um, another one I can think of that's that was pretty special is called Before the Funeral. So he um, he like Frederick uh, Frederick Foot. They they've we've, we've published a lot of them. They kind of they, they 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 send us a bunch of work and. They like working with us, and and we have a great relationship with them. And it's, it's yeah, you know, it's nice to have a few contributors on the regular. Yeah, you know, no, those, so, these these um, are two constant. But you know, well, thank you both. They're both constant yeah, contributors to ours. We're and now, speaking for them. speaking mm-hmm. of you know Frederick Foot, he's he's dropped a couple um, intense articles on us uh, about race relations sure. in America, and um, those those there's some heavy pieces yeah. that mixed in with the fiction we were talking about this summer. I, I I I enjoy his writing style. It's a breath of yeah. fresh air because he really sort of um, challenges the reader to stay with him and keep going on, you know? Like, he, he definitely um, pushes the limits of sort well, of, Well, especially know. with these pieces about race in America, yeah. um, he does not hold back. No, it's fucking, I, like, if you... I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's... I mean, he's saying this is... This this is happening. This is fucked up. And, like, it, it's... it's it's straight to the core of the issue. He doesn't, so, so he doesn't I, mince words. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I imagine his stories were um, in some part um, influenced by some of the current events that were going on in, in terms of oh, some yeah. of the um, um, unfortunate events that happened to members of our, you know, citizens of our country, you yeah. know, against yeah, pre, um, police, yeah. police violence against... Um, um, members of our society, you know, he's, so, he's he's fed up like a lot of people. So it sounds up. like he's fed up, and it yeah. sounds like he has some very strong opinions. And you know, it's nice to let he, somebody who who can get their thoughts out in yeah. an eloquent and well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's to, a black man living in America. Yeah. He contacted me right away. So right. can 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 I? Yes, I'm pleased. I because I you know I was having a hard time. We we always try to touch on, you know, the happenings of the world and. Right. It's, I was having a hard time piecing that all together. It was a lot of hurt, and you know. Well, I think Frederick did a very good job of sort of yeah. um, speaking, speaking up. I, I told him, I'm like, thank you for giving us a voice on this topic. Yeah. He's, I right. mean, he's part of the family here. Right. I mean, I, I really like that we try to do that. Like, we try to put our feelers out there, and when sort of things that are of a sensitive nature that really I feel that we should be talking about and it should be a dialogue, we try to find somebody who you know we know or someone, who yeah. we, friend of a friend, or someone who. Maybe can speak on this subject, you know, when, when there was yeah, things going on with the Ireland go, go vote. Through, go you know. through the author Rolodex. The, right, the exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, go on. You know, when, when there was the vote for, um, um, in Ireland for the um, same-sex marriage vote, yeah. you know, like we, we had someone who... Who did you knew him? Uh, he was a friend of my sister's, yeah, yeah. Um, Tom, and he, he, did, he did a wonderful job of writing a story, you know. I know when the Pope came to visit, my sister actually ended up going to see him, you Your know. Your sister wrote so, us a story, that's right. Yeah, my sister wrote a story. Yes. She actually saw the Pope at the White I House, you know, like we had Frederick Foot, Foot weighing in here on sort of like, you know, his perspectives on the current state of, you know, um, you know I, I, I um, guess that I guess the message America, here so. is um, this, this platform... Um, 
you know, is here yeah. for anyone who, who yeah. listens to our podcast. And like, if there's, speaking if so, up, you know, a lot about, you know, sort of some of her. Oh, we have a, we have a lot of people who speak about um, either mental illness or yeah. disabilities. You the whole or just truth thing, you know, Absolutely. like, you know, like, so, you know, I feel like, you know, I want to remind listeners that, you know, we are definitely looking people, you know, we love short stories. We love long form fiction. We love poetry. But we also want people yeah, to want no, to my, my, an essay about non, what they're experiencing. Yeah, non-fiction. Yeah. There's a home here. for that yes. too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely... You I know, haven't wrote a fiction piece in... I can't even remember when. I, I mean, most of what I write on the site is all non-fiction. Well, we've been really busy writing all, editing all these wonderful submissions you've been getting. So, I mean, it's been hard to sort of separate that. Fiction, fiction, story, I've so. always... I, 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 it's my favorite thing to write fiction, but uh, it's also... I challenge... Like, I find it to be the hardest thing because I take it so seriously. Sure. You know, when you write nonfiction, you kind of do stream of consciousness sure. things. But like, I, I actually have a fiction piece in mind. I'm going to put put down real soon. I'm very I'm looking forward to editing so it. So excited about it. Don't, don't want you working on something? Is that yeah, a fiction piece? Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I have um, you know, I tend to write these long, not novellas, but these very long short stories that ended up you know being you know ten thousand words, fifteen, twenty thousand mm-hmm. words. You know, so I mean. I have something that I've been writing for a couple months that's just about finishing up. And, can you tell uh, us what it's about? Uh, I'm no, actually excited about it. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you what it's about. I just saw that about. picture that I, um, uses the header image. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, awesome. I showed you the image I wanted to use what for it. What does that remind um, me of? Uh, oh, this is kind of weird. The um, uh, Spider-Man when the um, the guy from Wings. That's a weird yes. reference. When, when but, why do I choose Wings? When he's fighting yes, yes. What's his name with yeah. the actor? I chose Wings Some, instead of uh, the Wine movie. Something. Yeah, yeah. No, so um, terrible. That's, I, I, I was not a big Wings fan growing Great. up. Great, but um, say, say, that's just yes. about say, uh, Okay. Say, say, <laughs> apparently, I was actually because I was a big Cheers fan. Like I loved Cheers. Wings followed Cheers for yes, a couple of years, yes. and like I was at Thursday nights at NBC. Mm-hmm. Like I was Thursday there, NBC, man. I remember those days. I was the there golden years. In, yeah. Locked in. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, I have this short story that. It's probably going to have to unfold into several parts because it's just it's length, you know. Yeah. And um, it, it it takes place in this um, speculative fiction, you know, um, realm where uh, humanity has overcome death, and basically by taking a pill, you can become immortal. And it's sort of oh wow, it's just a think piece sort of looking about how society will change and um, Thomas Hayden Church Thomas Hayden Church <laughs> yes I was completely wrong about his name but um, so this, this is sort of like you know I basically the way my short stories work is I come up with an idea and my idea I wrote down a piece of paper one day was what if people live forever yeah and then I start to sort of just brainstorm and diagram out how society would change and I sort of take some of those pieces and try and write a short story around it so it follows this I won't call him a police officer, but he is someone who is a member of the law, but yeah. he enforces a different kind of law. So, you know, if you sort of think about Fahrenheit 451, how... I was thinking of the firefighter, how, right? You know, right, like, right they, don't, they, don't, you know, they don't put out fire, but they start fires. Yeah. So he's not really, you know, enforcing law as we know it, but he's enforcing this sort of new paradigm of law that is a result of the fact that people live forever so that you know, is awesome so it's a really interesting story because not everyone can live on the earth because you would run out of resources very fast oh. because 8 billion people can't live forever so you know only a small subset of society gets to live so you know so and you, have to, you have to very tightly keep how do they choose people in check. is that something you want to wait um, on you know I, I won't get into yeah. it but um you know, I allude to it a lot in the story. The story sort of just touches on that because I don't want to build too much of a world because I really want to focus on the story. God bless just... Mr. Rosewater, Vonnegut's piece. They, right. they, they, they make a joke about a story where everyone lives forever right. and uh, and they, they they have to convince people to... To die. To die, because, yeah. Because, yeah. Because if everyone lived forever, the, you would run there's out of resources not a, yeah, there's not, there's right no, away. You totally. Know? So, um, so in, in this story, you know, um, there is some sort of, you know class warfare going on only certain people get to live you know, yes there's, there's some ageism going on so you know some you know you know older people maybe they don't live younger people maybe they don't live mm-hmm. you know what do you do with and who gets to live you know who gets them who gets the treatment you know so um and so it, it's really I, I like these sort of short stories because you can sort of world build and you can no, think about stuff like yeah, that so I, I, I'm I, hoping I, in the next couple of weeks I can finish it up and we can get it out there on the site please. and you guys can now, now people um, are expecting it this oh. is, we put the burden on you by, right. by, by I'm, I'm ready to go I, I've been living in it for the past couple of months you know right oh, yeah? here and there on the subway or when I have a moment when my daughter goes to bed and I love that you ride on the subway so. that's something I just can't I mean yeah. I'm like 
you know, it's, mentally writing. You know, it's my like moment of zen, man. It's yeah. what I do. I'm, 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 I'm I'm I know. I just. I, I guess I'm talking about almost just like physically. Yeah. Like how you. I mean, you put down your like whatever what the iPad. I mean that. Uh, I, I use my. I use the note the Notepad app on my iPhone, or I use, use your I, iPhone. I, <laughs> I use pen and paper. I'm seeing. You know, I'm so. seeing a lot of writers doing that. Yeah. Either. Um. I was talking to an author and he was telling me about his book and like and he just like I'm like when do you have time and just like just like you he's like I write it on the subway and then like right away I went into yeah. like how because like I really he's just like I'm writing it on my I phone know. you know I'll, I'll put some music in I need you know? to get with the times I, need got to it, <laughs> I, mean, I mean it is it is amazing you can I just like it's just it's it's a lot fat, faster fat thumbs. Yeah, but but no. right, my damn fat thumb. You, no, you, it's just, you, it's just you, you need your dialing wand. I guess like well, I even I like even that. got I even had a hard time with. Uh, I guess I'm averse to change. Uh, I used to even as computers were getting like, and I was writing back in the day. I would like always write it out, so I still yeah. use the hand. And, like it wasn't even that long ago when I switched to computers yeah. fully. I got tired of retyping it. Totally, you know? yeah. It was. It, it is so. like one of those things where you can draft and then go to yeah. the next draft. So that was nice. Yeah. You can like right. kind of edit in between. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's yeah. it's lose that step right. and 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 um, be be more economic right. about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, so. I do I do it on my iPhone and I'll, I'll put it into like a, a writing application on my computer. You know, yeah. like you know, there's all different kinds out there. You know, and I can organize it a little bit more. You know, so. But overall, you know, it's, you know, I, every year I try to write a piece that's a big piece. You know, last year I had Perla. It was like a five-part oh, yeah. piece, you know, and it ended up being like 20,000 words, you know, and like this Let's year... put I'm Perla gonna, into a buck. Perla awesome. is awesome. I'd yeah, like to expand that. Um, yeah. Hey, so everyone knows we're going to be releasing Perla. Uh, yes. We'll have it on Amazon soon. No pressure. Sure. No pressure. Yeah. No, yeah. no, let's no, let's put, put it out. Oh, no, um, that, was, that was good. That, that, that was like what you, in terms of like a novella, like that was like a nice beginning for that you know yeah. it wasn't 200 pages but it was like 30 pages you know so I, I found that so cinematic that was, yeah. that was the different thing Perla was the dog right Perla was a um, arctic wolf wolf one of the last of her kind you should see the look Chris hey, gave me when Lucas, I said you know, like, you know <laughs> I mean Canis Domesticus you know yeah. not too far off yeah. you know so yeah. but in the end of Perla the wolf and the dog got back together you know okay. so you know okay. and it was so creating a, a new species you know so Interspecies love. Good. Well, let's. Well, the ruin of man. Well, um, I look forward to that, and um, yeah. I just want to mention one more piece that uh, that I really liked recently. It was um, it was by Jill Twist. I really took to this piece. It was called "Soon We Will." Um, it was like uh, it was it was like a beautiful story about an artist, and um, and it was it was it was about beauty, and it was just. There was something so simple and melodic yeah. about it, um, and it's it's brief as can be. But it was, I was I was touched by it. Yeah. So um, if there's one last piece I could recommend that's been up recently, it's Jill Twist's uh, "Soon We Will." It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. It, it was it, it was in the the realm of a very short story, you know, bordering on some flash fiction there. You yeah. Know? Oh, but no, no question. It was very well written there was the only words that were in that story the words that had to be there yeah you know, it was very succinct and to the point yeah. and you could tell that um she put a lot of time and effort into it and it was beautiful and she was basically painting pictures with her words you know and which is kind of interesting because actually one of the main characters is an artist who's yeah. actually a painter so yeah. there's lots of levels to it you know cool. and um i found it to be um beautifully written and yeah. i i really recommend anybody who's listening to Check it out, and that's uh, Jill Twist's uh, "Soon We Will." Soon we will. And um, you know, it was just—it was just. There's a lot of beauty and poetry in her writing, and I, we're really excited. To yeah, get it, that. D- it danced a little bit. Yeah, it totally right. danced. Right. Um, so let's let's move. Well, talking about writing a piece, this will get us towards our political discussion sure. that, that we're looking forward to do. Is I'm, I'm about to put the finishing touches on a little piece about the Donald. Um, uh, I. We, um, us, we've we've laid back some. It was actually sure. uh, a mandate from uh, me and Chris from up top down low that we weren't going to discuss Trump. We sure. we put out uh, um, two two articles. It was, it was it's funny until it's not, which I wrote sure. a while ago. It was a warning. No one listened. Thanks. Cautionary. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Article. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which is what I was saying. This is hilarious now. Um, I tried to put like a date on when we could wait until you get the egg on your face. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's it's and so we've gone way past that time. And then um, we had Alan uh, Webb. What's Alan's last name? 
Alan was well. He did uh, one of our friends, um, a writer, Alan Fox. Yes, Alan, Alan Fox. Fox. Yeah, right? writer. Uh, he did a podcast with us. He did the um, the um, the Letter to the Internet podcast with right. us. But he, he was in Jury Duty with the Donald. Yeah, so he had he, the unique experience in yeah. Manhattan of being in Jury Duty. Yeah, so we had those two, and like yeah. we're like, all right, you know what? Because I think oh, a big right. part of the problem. Has I don't think we're part of the media, but like a big part of the problem has been the media giving him so much attention, and it's just been so, um, you know, it's it's propelled him sure. in a lot of ways to where he is. It's sure. it's been fascinating. People haven't been able to look away, so we're like we're not going to be a part of that. But right. um, kind of at this point, um, you know, it's it's time. It's I, time to discuss it a little bit. It's it's it's, ha- it's, it's happening. Yeah, I feel we need to maybe ramp up the uh, political discourse a little bit <laughs> totally. and start. We can't. Our we can, I can't. No, I say we, but like I can't pretend it's yeah. not happening. I've been saying, well, is, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't real. This yeah. isn't. It's not. But I mean, and I still believe there's. I don't believe. I don't see him becoming president, but like, um, but he's right on the doorstep, right. and that's so. Yeah. What I what but this scary as that is. It's, it's so scary. Um, <laughs> What this piece is is it's it's kind of tongue in cheek, but it's, there's sincerity in it too. I'm I'm doing um, kind of a what's the letter called um, that everybody can use? Like a form letter or something. Like, like a, that? it's a yeah uh, a template type letter sure. where anyone can use for their family member. I know a lot of us, a lot of people have Republican family members, sure. and they want my to. Uh, Republican. Yeah, no, I've I've I have a whole lot of Republicans in my family. Well, for financial reasons, then. You know, well, uh, fiscal, supporting the uh, N- fiscal, fiscal, fiscal Republican, supporting the NRA or being, you know, um, anti-abortion. You know, yeah. So. Um, there's, a, yeah, no, uh, fiscal Republicans almost it, that it's almost like a sickening thing to yeah. me though, because it's just like because like they're saying it's straight about money. Right. They're like money is more important than social issues. Sure. That's that's always, you know, I don't know, but I get it though. I mean, I have I so many too. fiscal I don't judge. Republicans in my life. I do, <laughs> <laughs> very much so. Do I judge? Um, but uh, so, you guys so it's a form, it's like a letter know? saying yeah. that like it's it's how it's a it's almost like a, a letter begging to uh, you know don't let this happen you know yeah. I mean like it's like are you writing I think a lot Trump of people something you can submit no to your something something like, that anyone uh, there'll be spaces yeah. where you can put in friends so and family kind of, names in that way it's kind of Mad Libs yeah right? a little bit in there but like it's adjective it's, here name here I think there's yeah. a lot of um, I actually feel bad for some good-hearted Republicans out there because they are pushed up against a wall now and, sure. and they don't want to vote, vote Democrat and, you know, but, like, the real thing that's happening here is that you have to choose country, love sure. of country over love of party sure. right now because this is, I mean, and, I don't know, it's, there's a narrative out there that, like, this is, it's, we're choosing between two evils. And like I, I don't, I don't argue fully against that. But I, 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 I that that that's not right. This is not. I heard Bill Maher say that this is not a push. It's not a yeah. push. This is not. There's no. This is. These are two equals. Like two evils. And no, they're not. I, I think evils. what Bill Maher actually said was, we need to know the difference between an enemy and a flawed friend. Right. And so, you know, it's it's. It is not a push. This is this is you know. Of course, you know Hillary's warts. They're they're, they're intense. Like it's it's she's it's far from a perfect candidate, but like you know she does have the experience. She's qualified on many issues, and she's on the right side of many great social issues. Sure. sure. So just the idea that like there is a true evil here, but like it's so that's, right now you can trust it. No, 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 I mean, it's. I mean, we 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 can trust that she's a better candidate. Like she's she she. We can trust that she's a lesser of two evils. Yeah, but I mean, she is still. You know, I mean, she is a cog in the great machine that has been putting profit ahead of of good, sure. uh, the good of the people for a very long time. She's I mean, she's part of the machine, man. Like this is a unique time. Never, you know, never before have two candidates been. Less liked. Yeah. What are the, the numbers are? Like, they're they're depressing. What did you know? Didn't even. Um, but it, so it, it sounds like you have a very interesting 
slant here in terms of how you want to approach this well, story about Trump, and, and I, I'm yeah. looking forward to reading it. No, definitely. I'm, 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 it's, it's it's basically begging people yeah. not to do it. I mean, but um. Well, so th- th- this will be our first dipping our toe in the water of the political yeah. presidential landscape here, and you know, I, I'm I really think that we'll, we'll have more to say, and we encourage other people out there to submit pieces if you're interested in it. Um, yeah, but no, sure, and, but it's. I mean, it's like it was easy last time like Obama oh, yeah. Obama was such um you know such a force like yeah. it was it was I mean those the the I, I really felt that Romney couldn't couldn't measure up to him he's sure. a great orator and he really he was, he's the greatest orator well. I've, I, I've ever seen right I mean the the he was inspiring what words. was going on the, that Denver speech sure. like, except for the DMC was was, it was it was I chills had to toe but I like, haven't seen anything like that yet and I'm not really no, convinced I will see no, it's not. Like that, it, it you know? definitely not going to happen. Right. But uh, I mean, yeah, no, it's. I mean, for those who, you know, me being, I was a Bernie guy, and and and, and many of us. I mean, anyone who wants um, to change, you know, who wants to take a step in the right direction against like the corporate state, you know, Hillary is a tough pill to swallow. Sure. Like I. I I am with her, as they say, but like it's 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 I mean, it you know I feel like there's a backlash against people who are like begrudgingly voting for Clinton, Hillary Clinton, but like it makes sense to me because I mean she's a borderline war criminal who sure. undoubtedly has taken millions of dollars from Wall Street, from pharmaceutical companies, from weapons contractors. Truth. She's been loose with the truth. She's she, I mean she's kind of. She's kind of a gangster too. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, it's impressive only, what she's I mean, done in there. On the other side of it, she can hold her own. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. She's in the game, man. She knows what she's Those doing. That's why she's qualified. That's why she fucking she fucking kicked ass. She yeah. she fought fire with fire, you know. Totally. So I mean, like, but I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, let's say she becomes president, I'm not going to be thrilled about it. No, you know? it's well, well, I mean, I mean, I guess what what we're getting is is. Like a kind of a status quo situation, yeah. and that's I mean she is. She, I guess it's, someone's got to be president, Mike. Yeah, you know, so I mean, like. but it's more it's, it's more <laughs> the same, and I mean, but political paralysis, like dominated yeah. by the corporate elite. You know, this that, that I mean that led to this Trump thing that yeah. will lead to worse. Well, I mean, ho- ho- like, hopefully this will be I, like, hopefully this will be a sea change. You know, and people yeah. will wake up and maybe. Well, after we go through all this, there'll be a new dawn, you know, and totally. maybe we'll have realized that we made a lot of mistakes, and you know. Um, but we do, we we do need real we'll change. Have a three-party system or something, <laughs> yeah. or you know, or it's, it's just, the well, Tea Party will open flames, and Republicans will yeah, maybe yeah. go more towards the center as opposed to the left, you know, and Republic- Democrats will be less liberal. I mean, maybe we'll. You know, everyone will be just sing kumbaya in a fucking yeah. circle. And I just, just I just feel like we're getting like being fed more of the same. Like we do need real change, and Hillary's definitely not mm-hmm. it. But like, I feel like it, it, like it, I don't mean to be getting conspiratorial, but like it almost feels like that. Like a, there's a this is the trick. Like this Trump thing's the trick. Like right. it's like it's like we can't vote for this monster, so let's vote. For more of this corporate saying, right. like, and like, I'm all for. I'm going to vote for Hillary. Sure. I'm excited to vote against sure. Trump, but I'm not excited. Like, I'm not excited. I mean, it's just it feels like a trick. It yeah. feels I mean, like the other side. Let's, let's feel. Let's get everyone excited for more of like. Sure. like it's not the, like the financial let's system be, that's really keeping people down is not going to change. Let's the, be excited for the, the right reasons. Military, yeah, yeah. Let's not be no, excited because she represents anyone but Trump. And then let's not yeah, imagine. she's not an egomaniacal, eagle, racist, fascist, sociopath dunce. Like she's not. Like sure. that's that's she's that's she's got that going for her. She's, she's got that going yeah. for her. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but she's still a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. But it's a pill right. we must. I mean, I'm with her, man. I'll. I'll it's this, these are my words. Um, um, these are definitely not my words. But she is either you. We get the first female president or we get the last American president. Exactly. <laughs> like, I was or so we funny. elect the man who's going to the man who's like invite the, fall, the downfall. The fall. I mean, I mean, you can go two ways here. You, you can have a positive or you can make a negative. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people think yeah. that maybe our empire, I'm air quoting that, is in decline and Trump is just the manifestation of the fact that, you know, America has had his, had his day, you know, yeah. the sun's, you know, um, 
or we can have a female president and we can be excited about that, you know, and hope eventually we can move on. We can move beyond race or sex and just have someone who's a good leader, you know, and that's, cares about American people and, I don't know. Well, that's what's, that's what's crazy, too. Like, these are the two. Like, there's so many gifted, brilliant minds out there. Sure. They just don't... But it's all about money, Mike, you know? And they, I mean, and they don't want the job. Yeah. Like, I mean, who, who would want this job? Who, who would want to be a politician in this day and age? Yeah. One who is someone who thinks they can make some money off of it. Yeah, know? true. Because every single person who goes into it for these altruistic, very positive, I want to help somebody reasons, realizes very fast that it's all fixed. Yeah. And it becomes a much different story once you become an elected official. Well, I, was, I was just looking this up right now, actually. It was... Because you're like with Trump, like it almost feels like a Trump is the middle finger, sure. right? Like he's the middle finger sure. vote. He's the fuck sure. you vote, fuck you to the government. He's the, right? the, the Mountain like, Dew, it's like because like America. there's been multiple countries now, and I'm looking, I'm looking. I don't think the only one was Guata, uh, Guatemala, but they did it. They Racist elected a former building. comedian who Kenya. has never held office. There's one other country that did it too and it was yeah. like a fuck you yeah. vote. Like, well, no, uh, Iceland. It was when, Iceland. When, That's when it. their economy Ice- tanked, they, totally. they, they voted um, a comedian to he, be president. He, he called his party yeah. the best party. Yeah, the best party, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they totally screwed up. <laughs> I do. They screwed about, their economy though. up so bad. I was just there on vacation a few years ago. Yeah. It's so expensive. Yeah. Like, like, like breakfast is like $60 for breakfast. Yeah. You know, you sit down and like dinner is like Hundreds of dollars, you know, because their economy is so Was that the place so that crazy. all the banks failed yeah. except the woman's bank? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was it, a it, bank it, that was run by a woman that... that uh, you're very right, yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that I was mean, it. But either, but either way, but they just, like, that was the thing. It was an, it was an FU vote. There's like lots Trump, of FU Trump, votes, Trump you know? has been the FU vote, yeah. like, to... So mean, they, there is, there's almost something cool in that frustration, but, right. um, you know, but it also lead us, leads us straight back to, you know... More of the same. And actually, I watched um, Michael Moore's movie finally. Have Which you seen it? it? The one, it the, was. Uh, the latest one? It's uh, uh, Who to Invade Next. Sure. And the, the premise of it is not who do we. You think it like, might be a war based movie, but it's. Um, he goes to all these countries, different countries, he invades, quote unquote, invades them. and But he's just trying to pick, you know different pieces, uh, ideas that they have. Yeah, he's trying to cherry pick what works and what doesn't. What, yeah. exa- exactly. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, you know, what we saw with that, or what I saw when I was watching it is when people really got fired up and like really wanted to do something about it, you know, action, thing, things happened. I mean, sure. it's like, you know, I, I feel like people are definitely starting to see more and more of like the ills of what's going on you know I mean, I mean a lot of people are fed up you know totally I mean what's, what's I mean, what, what did Kurtzville say like it's like like a lot, there are people out there who are like things things are out of control things are getting worse things aren't getting worse no, information getting worse, no. is getting better sure and, but like and, but like so like people are getting more fired up about things and so, but it's like at the same time how fired up are they getting? Because sure. they're just, you know, they'll just be at home playing internet. Yeah. You know? I mean, you can get fired up, you can drink, you can crush a beer and then sit yeah. down and watch basketball. Watch basketball. You, you didn't do anything. Just, you just yeah, got, didn't do anything. You had an emotional so, reaction like, for in, five seconds. In this film, in um, Slovenia, um, students fought back. Right. Like, against uh, high tuitions. They fought back. They sure. were, like, the, the students were so influential that they changed the election. Right. Like, in, in, and they changed the entire thing. Right. I mean, they got the, that whole... I think there there's American citizens going over there now to yeah. to study there because they they just reformed the whole thing and and uh, Tunisia like women stood up for their rights and like totally changed exactly what's going on and it was it was it was great to see what action what real passion what real angst can do and right. like it just you know as as, as many people um, I mean me myself included like that you know can get all upset about things it's just like you know, how upset are we? Like, I mean, right. and like, and the problem is that we're a larger country than some of those countries. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's, 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 it's not apples to mobilize, you know, totally. there's a lot of money in the way, you know? Yeah. But, you, you but we to, can, we can, like, I think there's a large number of congressional seats coming up. No, and we can't. Oh, there are. Like, there, that power yeah. vote is yeah. real. I mean, we right. can't fucking vote these Congress yeah. out. Like, there's, there's, I think above 70%, something sure. like that, uh, Congress seats that are, like, the next, 
Midterm elections need to matter more. Sure. People really need to act on those and start. People don't really care that much. No, they. I mean, they check out because it's not Trump versus Hillary in the case. You know, like it's just, it's just they seem. In, it's it's <laughs> to be conspiratorial again. It's probably something that they allow to be not as hyped up and like. Right. But like it's. Um, I don't know. It's people don't freak the fuck out. But that uh, that movie was intense, man. Yeah, it made it me. It it, you know, it we can do. We could be doing so. Like everyone's like America's the greatest. We could be doing so much better. They do. They sh- they go to. He goes to Italy. He shows the um, uh, how much vacation time they have. Sure. Like they sure. like and, and and that's a quality of life thing. Yeah. And they have uh, like seven to eight weeks of vacation time. Some countries have more. I mean, if you have a kid, you, you can get a, some of these countries, you can have a year off. Yeah, they paid for their honeymoon yeah. here. And, but like, one thing that was neat is they didn't just show the workers all a right. hurrah, like in August off. It was, uh, they showed the CEOs of these very profitable companies and they were so concerned with the happiness of their workers. He's like, isn't that affecting your money? And like, right. it was like, no, we can be profitable and have happy workers. In fact, we demand it to be that way. Um, Unfortunately, that's not. That's why those countries aren't the greatest countries in the world. You know? Because <laughs> you know, part of the American ethos is to, to work, work ourselves and work and work. work. And if you have a problem, you solve it and you get to work. You know, and it's then not, and you get your two the, weeks a year. Just, and all the rest. We're just getting, missing the point. That's missing know, the point for the quality of life thing. We should all just move to the Norway idea. Just the Sweden idea. Like no, it's, it's not about because yeah. I mean every, everything has warts. It's not about. Yeah. It's just like we all no can be doing. Has the best answer, we, you know, absolutely, we could all be doing so much smaller, better. Larger economies. They go. He goes to France and like the school lunches there, and they go. They put them up next to like the, what the kids oh, are eating. Delicious. School. They look, yeah. they, there was courses. Right. There was courses. Like, France also has high unemployment among its youth, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and it has a problem with a lot of um, Middle Eastern immigrants coming in, and now there's all this, middle, you know, this um, terrorist that's, violence going on, you know? So, I mean, like, you know, everybody's got yeah. their pluses and minuses. No, no but that's what he was just right, picking up. But, but the, he uh, does a great job of cherry-picking all the positive absolutely, things. Absolutely. Sort it, of building it, this idea of this... Perfect country, uh, yeah. You know? Like these, like these combined can work. They, the, the one that really was intense to me was the um, Norway's prison system, sure. and uh, it was maybe I think the word "prison" is a is a, like a quotes kind of thing. I they mean, were hotels. Very, they were it's, it's very. They were subtle, hotels, and the like they prison. definitely. It's you know, like they don't, Rikers Island in New York, man. Well, no, that's that was what was so intense about it. It was so sad. They were showing like images of like you know. I mean, you get like you get. What happens in our prisons, like, and especially like it's if you terrible. think of the prison system as a whole and the new Jim Crow and all that, it, it's so sad. And so they were kind of doing these cross shots, like right. showing like right. someone getting admitted in our prison and someone like loud to be like, yeah. like, I mean, it was it again. It's not apples to apples, but it was like so you're talking about d- the American prison industrial system, yes, versus, versus the Norwegian one, yeah. you know, and they're much different. Yeah. There was. Yeah, they actually yeah. believe in rehabilitation. They believe that's it's a cynicism right there. It's like it's they they are getting them ready right. for the world, like straight up, like right. and that's not something that's believed in here. Like right. they, it's it's because it's money. But um, one thing really struck me. I'll stop talking about the movie in one second. But like, it's something that I had to look at myself in the mirror on. Um, was uh, I, I don't know if it's like a, a revenge thing or, or what what it is, but like. They had that um, mass shooting in Norway. Remember the island right. and the, the guy, and there was yep. campers and like. He's a white supremacist. Yeah. Um, Anders, I forget his last name. Yeah. I'm sorry, but um, yeah. He He's a uh, crazy psycho bastard. Yeah, and I can't remember how many killed. There's a good number of people. There's a lot of people. And they 44 or something like yeah. that. It's just a lot don't of young know that's not right. That, there was campers. There's yeah. a lot of campers, and um, they uh, they talked to one of the fathers of them, and um. This guy, he did not, you know, want to see him die. He's like, he didn't he didn't even, like, care what, not, he definitely cared that he went into the system, but he's just like, we have a system. He's going to go into the judicial system, and he's going to, you know, they're going to deal with him there. And, and I was just thinking, you know, if my son was killed, and my sure. daughter, if she was killed, like, 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 he was like, I would like, and I say these things when I see any of these mass killings. Thing I'm like, dude, throw them in a cell. Like, not worse than rot. I want, I want things that are worse than rotten to happen to him. And like, he, he, you know, he, he, 
it, it just there was a level of like you know he wanted justice, but there was a level of forgiveness and like some it was it was it was it made me think about like some of the darker places I can go when, sure. when something affects me like that and 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 that I, I think a lot of us here do and 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 uh, that messed me up a little bit yeah. thinking about that. Well, I mean, it's it's a, it's a good testament to their cultural and societal yeah. slant, you know. I mean, they sort of maybe have been indoctrined in that sort of mindset from a young age. So yeah. they believe in forgiveness. And maybe, and someone said this, I was just Outside of this with reasons, just sharp. in general, you know. Yeah. Whereas in the United States, maybe we're a lot more um, tuned into punishing people for yeah. their actions. And maybe I'm wrong. Someone was saying this to me when I was discussing with them. You know, maybe it's impossible to put yourself in the shoes of someone who's been through that. So you don't, you don't really know... Yeah how you would react so maybe like I I'm pretty sure I would you know want to do some really evil things to that person but like you don't know maybe like there is finding some sort of forgiveness and like you know there's a lot of different ways that you can heal and deal with it so the ultimate sort of thing is to forgive your enemies and forgive the people who have transgressed against you yeah I mean that gets that's holding like holding Bad evil in right. is is only only gonna do worse for you. So right, exactly. But uh, I guess the moral of that story is is we can do better and and right. and. Well, and, we, we have a very um, interesting less than a hundred days before us here before we elect a new president, and um, you know we've talked about some very very interesting topics here, and I, I know that the state of American politics seems like a circus show right now. Yeah. I know that the state of our country is definitely talked a lot about in terms of that is on a downward slant, but I don't really feel it's as bad as people think it is. It's just yeah. the 24-hour news cycle needs to latch onto something. Yeah. So why not just talk about the insanity of the It's, it's the not absurd, only you know? the, the increase in information and, and the way we can visually see We're more informed than we've ever been, you know? Yeah, but it's also like what you just said. They, they'll rub it into the yeah. ground. Like but we're also more out of touch, too, in a certain aspects, you know? So sure. I mean, but, but I, I, th- I think I, that the fact that politics has drifted over into spectacle now yeah. is sort of cheapened it a lot, you know? And, I mean, it makes sense in terms of, you know, how, how technology is progressing. And it, it seems like eventually you would take two things and you would just, you know, make them one and the same, you know? I mean, I think there's been lots yeah. of movies and books that talk about this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, these these speculative fiction ideas have, are coming home to roost, you know, but I, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, things aren't as bad as maybe everybody makes them I, I was just going to say the same thing. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's... it's, I I still have tons of hope. And, like, right. uh, it's... I always make this joke when I'm talking about this. I have a lot of hope for people. I'm very worried sure. about what we're doing for the environment. Sure. I think if we can figure it out before the world burns... Right. Yeah. <laughs> we well, just, like, like, no, I do... I really believe... That it, it like, like you just spoke of the spectacle. Like right. I think like that spectacle is becoming so fucking obvious now that people are like, it's either you choose to be like that's a spectacle I can live with it, or you choose to be like that that's right. like we know about the spectacle right. now. It's it's there. We can't the the information is in our face. Like right. all this technology and everything. Right. It's it's there's no way we were seeing it all, and that's. I can't think of any other way besides that being good for everyone as a whole. Sure. Like, no, what's it's for? And I know we've talked about this in other podcasts. I believe all roads lead to empathy, like it, for empathy. Because like if if the more you know, the more about somebody, the more you can empathize, the more you can understand, and sure. and, and the better place we can go with that. So I mean, I I, I just feel like the the. The media likes to latch on things that, in this day and age, sort of sell advertising and generate clicks, you know? Yeah. So a lot of things that you're hearing is a bit extreme or a bit slanted towards things that um, are going to generate headlines, are going to generate people coming to their site and then generate revenue, you know? So, yeah. but add, add, a, add agenda-driven journalism right. to that. But underneath all that, there's still good reporting. There's still good people keeping politicians in check, you know? So I think all is not lost, you know? Yeah. 
I'm optimistic for these debates. I'm optimistic for the political process. <laughs> I'm excited to see where we go. And I'm looking forward to Hillary Clinton being the president of the United States and having a I first am woman excited in for the first woman to be in and, office. Like, it's, know, it's, that's, we have to see that through. I can't that wait is a milestone. Donald Trump to release his tax returns so we can see what really the fuck is going on. I was on. watching the fucking Olympics the other day and I happened to see, and I apologize, uh, I don't know which country. I, Feel it. no, I'm not even gonna guess. Uh, a woman swimmer, she broke like she broke a world record. Sure, and her husband was the coach. Um, I need that's to fantastic. Well, the, I well, thought you were like, gonna say Michael Phelps giving that <laughs> crazy stare down from his number one rival. You see about you see about cupping, cupping. Yes, you see the cupping. Yes. Is that good? I want Have a you cup. Yeah. Um, no, I want a cup. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? I don't I know. I, I, except for the giant hickeys that leaves on your body, yeah, you see I'm, I'm into it. You know. So, All right, so I just looked that up and went down. Hungarian swimmer. Uh, she, her husband. Um, so she wins this huge race. She's in the NBC broadcast. I was watching it live in the NBC broadcaster uh, while they were show, they're showing him clapping and cheering around he's, sure. he's like huge Amazing buff moment. dude right. no I know but like he's like and there is the man responsible so they right. gave him they the gave him that NBC announcer gave him the credit for what well, this woman just idiot. did that, that guy's an idiot but like that is, no no it was, it was, no, it was no it was nobody of, like, of note of like that <laughs> I, mean, it, yeah, I mean I'm sure he's got a great job he's over mm-hmm. um, right, but still He's just do a fucking talking head, like, he's not a yeah, real person. This guy just played the fucking, just put uh, on makeup and talk no, to the No, but that, I mean, that just, like, I just thought that was now. just, like, uh, uh, it exemplified how, in, in just a small way, how far we come. Like, that's, I mean, because that's not, that's standard. That's regular shit. Like, that's, I mean, that's all listen, every day. I was watching the opening ceremony, and all these countries that came strolling in, and they have all this strife, this political turmoil, this violence... And I was just watching these friggin' reporters just talk about, you know, these commentators talk about all these terrible things going on in the country yeah. at a moment in time when they're supposed to be celebrating the greatness of them, you know? And these are their premier athletes and how wonderful it is that the world is coming together on this stage to just celebrate athleticism and, you know, how wonderful we are as a, as, as a, as a planet, you know? And, yeah. you know... Here comes, you know, Afghanistan, you know, and it's, here comes besieged by the Taliban. Here comes France, you know, they've had all these terrible mass killings, you know. Here comes, you know, all these countries, you know, and it's like, what the fuck? Why, ce- are you, why are you putting me down? Like, let's talk of, about the Instead of a that, celebration of yeah, bringing people yeah, together here. The fuck? But you know what? I mean, that stuff sells, you know. Well, so. that's what they think sells. Right. I guess it does sell. And it, 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 it's the same kind of thing. It's like the, the, this is supposed to be a neutral playing field. It's supposed to be yeah. like. You know the world on the stage, yeah. you know, and you know, and we're talking about these terrible things, you know. It, and so it is. We're, we're we're politicizing and we're turning even this into spectacle, you know. Yeah. It, it's it's, a it's always been though. hasn't this hasn't this always yeah. been um, kind of a a metaphor for war yeah. though? This, like the Olympics are like yeah. a metaphor for war. Right, right. Like it's who's like, the best country? Yeah. yeah. Extreme nationalism yeah. always scares me. Right. <laughs> Extreme really nationalism. Yeah, yeah, if you look at the medal counts right now, you don't really see Russia up there, you know? And, <laughs> um, you know, and they've had some controversy with their state, state sanctions, um, doping scandals. They just know? threw so, out the, um, the, uh, the, their wheel, wheelchair teams. Yeah, I know. I mean, they, they almost banned everybody from competing, you yeah. know? So it's really interesting. But anyway, it's a whole different, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah. Um, it, but I guess me and Chris are trying to say we still have some hope. So. Yeah. Yeah, we... we, 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 we Politics is always a sort of difficult thing to talk about, you know. But me and like but me and Mike like to, you know, dip our toes in the water and you know add our voice to the mix, and hopefully, you know, you can get something from it, you know. So, so Chris, yes, Portland, huh? Yes. So Chris is. So this uh, is the other thing going on. Yes. This is we're gonna we're gonna close down um, with uh, my esteemed co-host, co-editor. He will still be. Uh, the the co-editor at Cross the Margin, but he is he's leaving Brooklyn. He's going to Portland, Oregon. Yes, Michael. After almost a decade in New York City, has it been has it been ten? Based in Brooklyn, uh-huh. I am setting my sights out west. Going to be Fantastic. taking the Oregon Trail. Yeah. Going to be hopefully well, I, don't dis- I don't get dysentery along the way, or you know, um, I'm going to be setting up shop in Portland, Oregon. I'm going to be awesome. putting down a flag and setting up the West Coast. Branch. Office of Across the Margin, awesome. and um, you know, for all you people out there who are listening, who find yourself on the 
you know. Um, yeah, all you West Coast Pacific authors Northwest, and everything. It's all you big, people. Um, we have a branch out there let's now. Let's meet up, you know. And uh, just just for the sake of this podcast, it's, I mean, there's obviously going to be a change in format. I'm sure. not, not going to be able to, which, which breaks my heart, Chris. I'm Thank not going to be able to sit across from a microphone with Chris, but there will be a change in format, meaning, I mean... I'm sure I'll never be alone in here. I'll always have guests I'll right. be talking to. But also, you know, Chris, this is Chris's mic, too. This is right. Chris's show. So we're hoping that having one of uh, the hosts out on the West Coast, he's going to be bringing some right. people to talk to. So hopefully this just leads to more podcasts sure. and more discussions and more people and more stories right. and everything that we're all about. So right. we're... we're uh, we're excited. This is not me and Chris's last podcast. We have him coming back in um, mid-September, though. We already have a date for one. Um, but he's coming back. for. We're, we're going to be at the Brooklyn Book Festival. Yes, we're super excited why, about why that. Why don't we do a live from there? That'd be awesome. I have, I, I have, I, I'm going to get the equipment that we sure. can do a live. We can bring that. New York City's largest book festival. This, this book festival is Dope. Goes on every year. So we're going to be there across the margin. Not We're not just going to be there. We're, we have a, 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 we're a booth. We're part of it. Table, uh, swag, swag, booth, books, me and Mike, everything. books. No, no, we're coming hard. Yeah. Um, and, Come see us. Uh, September 18th at the Brooklyn Book Festival. It's right downtown Brooklyn. It's amazing. I, I went uh, the last couple of years I've gone. Every time I'm it's just great. walking around. In we're awe. right next to Penguin Books. Yeah, exactly. They put us next to the big boys. Yes. Uh, we don't know that. We don't know. They, they, they're going to keep us far away. We'll be getting some of their seconds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, Yo, Penguin Books. No, but it's, right. I mean, like, seriously, every publishing company, it's, right. it's, it's outstanding. Bring we're, your we're kids honored, hot balloons. We're honored to be a part Mike of it. Mike will be face painting people. Yeah. Um, little kids, so. Let me ask you. Let me put you on the spot. Yes. Um, just before you go, I know we said we're going to do more, and we will, and you're going to be talking a lot on, uh, on your I look forward on to your it. coast. On my coast, My yes. island. Um, by coastal. Uh, as an editor of nearly, um, I don't know. We're, I think we're over 700 now. We're over 800. And, 800. You know, let's, get, let's just round up. Let's as get real. An editor of nearly 1,000 articles. Right. Uh, or stories. Um, what would be your advice for writers? Oh, man. Whoa. Can, oh. I, can, can, I, can, I, can I, just while you think. You, 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 you can put me on spot, man. While you, know? you, well, no, you can think that. for a second because what I'm going I'm to answer for you a little bit. Uh, one thing I'm noticing about Chris with his editing these days is He's getting real fired up about when you give so a character a name, use the name. Like, there's a lot oh, of... Yes. Um, That's been one of my local pet, my latest it, pet in, like So, like, the beginning of the story, you're going to introduce us to, say, Raphael. Raphael then becomes he the rest of the story. Like, well, he, uh, Raphael becomes he, then you give me no, two no, other I, male characters. Yes, and, and then, then, then everybody who's becomes he? he. And then who's he? No, I'm, I'm with you. Right. I, just, I just love... And then you throw I in love, a few female characters, I, and suddenly I, I'm, I'm in this he-she... He-she thing, dude. It's not, it's I don't not know a who's talking. If, you, know, if, so. if you gave your character a beautiful name, use right. the name. I... I, I, I think that names really, of characters should be labors of love, and you should just, yeah. you should just like... You, you give. I think that I hope that you give your character a name for a reason. You know, I mean, maybe it means something to you. Maybe you knew somebody. Your character is inspired by somebody. You yeah. know, based off someone you know. Um, interesting name you happen to just come across in your travels. You know, so and and you wrote it down. You know, so but to give me that name and then to start giving me he and she. You know, I, I it sort of you know gets me a little bit fired up you yeah. know so so I, I definitely would advise you know writer, young writers out there to really pay attention to the fact I didn't mean, that I didn't mean know. to back you into that answer no, I, 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 I love that. being back in the corner you know what you know what I, I, I really feel that my biggest piece of advice is listen we as the reader and me as the editor I am not inside your head yeah I do not know the full story as you have it all planned out you know so when you start to sort of tell me the story think about the fact that I am not a partner next to you reading all your thoughts, knowing exactly what you're thinking. So give me detail. Give me specifics. You know, fill that sentence out. Yeah. Don't just assume that I know what you're talking about. Because a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll read these really great stories, you know, but, you know, there's these instances every now and then in these paragraphs where I just am completely lost because I have no idea what you're talking about I'll, because I'll... I am not... There alongside you, I don't know specifically what you are talking about. I think you, as an editor, have made my stories better in that way. Because sure. sometimes I think there's that um, general, uh, like the base of knowledge. As a writer, you give in your own mind, you give your reader 
a certain base of knowledge. Sure. And like you're like, I'm writing to this you level. You present to them. Or this just level no, or just of you just assume they're there. And that assumption is is often very risky. Yeah. Because you're you're saying, Oh, they get that. Right. It's better, I think you're saying, to take that one step further. Yeah. I mean Give me a little bit more. Just you know? Specificity is something I think we're always asking for sure. from writers too. Sure. Like, and, I and it's not only just like, you know, it's a microphone, say the brand, like or whatever, just something. Like right. specificity is a big deal. Let's let's talk about right. what is it? What is it? You know, but yeah. like, in in and just, you know, show them the light. Paint it's me, dark. Paint it's me dark. The full show picture. them the light. Exactly. Like if you're moving me from scene to scene and you're moving the plot forward, don't assume that I know everything. You know, yeah. because I don't, because I'm a reader and I'm I'm reading for the first time, so I don't have the intimate deep knowledge that you have in your mind. Like, yeah. I don't know what the person looks like. I don't know what the character traits are. Yeah. I don't know the setting. I don't know what's going on in this room. Don't just tell me you're in a room and then suddenly give me this other plot driver. Take me to that plot driver. Yeah. You know, like so. My biggest piece of advice is that you know, like detail and specifics and. Painting this beautiful portrait as you move along are all positive things, you know, yeah. because I get really frustrated and it's not negative. It's just like, you know, like I, I give excellent commentary when, and feedback to these, to the, the authors, these writers and words as to submit pieces to me. You know, I will say to them, you know, like, give me more here. I don't assume that I know what you're talking about because yeah. in most cases I don't. So, you know, my biggest piece of advice is just like, you know, um, paint the full picture. Yeah. Don't just assume that. Don't I assume. Don't assume. Make, make, ask right. you me. Ask you exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> ask you me, right? Um, because, um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're trying to tell a story. And if you don't give the person who's reading the story all the details, it becomes a little frustrated. Yeah. Because <laughs> suddenly you don't understand it and you want to say, Edit, edit, oh! Editor's frustration yes. coming out right now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, no, because what, I mean, what you see is a bunch of stories that you're like, just this little bit more right. make it that a much bit better. We and, go, and, we do like a, a little bit goes a long way. Type and, thing. And, and, and me, you have this nice. We talk about wooing each other. But let's let's just like let's sell it to each other a little bit more. You yeah. know, like this is great what you've written, but you know what? I don't. If I had a few more words and a little bit more descriptive terms, or if you gave me a little bit more insight into what you're saying, it would work so much better. Yeah. So, and we can always. Take it away after yeah. like, it's too much. Yeah, know? no, so. that's what if you have an editor to trust, you just right. the more throw it all down there, and then we'll clean it up. Um, exactly. No, I just we've only we've only we haven't done too many of these. We've done thirteen or something podcasts. Right. Um, Lucky number but thirteen. Like you know, I I am just as as you walk out this door, I'm thinking of us running to Iron Solomon's house when we didn't even know. We, as we walked out, when I packed my microphone in my bag and I walked out the door, we weren't sure. We were standing on the corner in Brooklyn sure. near his house waiting for, like, the confirmation. Like, yo, that can we go to this about the inter- interview with Iron Solomon we did, which is a big deal for us. Iron right. Solomon's a legend. And, like... He's a big like, battle rapper. Yeah, just just huge in the, in the rap world. And, like, we were just... We're standing in the corner like, yo, we got this interview. I'm so, so prepared, so excited. And, like, you know, I think about that. I mean, I think about the time we're doing the letter to the internet where you just right. stood up and did, went left and took a piss. And we're all just sitting there like, did he just leave to take a piss without telling us? And, like, or I was... Um, Major call, Mike. Major call. Now, um, when we had Raj on, uh, our, 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 it was a science fiction writer. One of my most favorite podcasts. The yeah, ABCDs. Yeah, I wish fiction. it sounded better. We like we didn't. We it just, but it's, it's the early days, Mike. No, but like the, our intro sounded good. Our interview sounded. Yeah. Good. I, that was that intro. Was, that was that was one of the most fun I've ever had in yeah. the podcast. We got nerdy, but uh, like you came in and um, what Chris did is, and, and you can't, you can never see this beforehand is like. He set up all his his dad gave him his collection of these sci fi books, right? And he set them up all along the table, and just like so, when Rajan Khanna came in, who's a science fiction writer, he's just like, you know, he sees us with our mics and our big grins. We're all, you know, we're, we love these things. We're yeah. blood podcasts, and like he just sees these books laid out. He's like, these look at these nerds. <laughs> these are nerds. Right. Like, well, I mean, I had to I had to show off my. Eisenhoff, my Bradbury, totally. my Clark and my Dick, yeah. my ABCDs, you know, like, you know, like those 
awesome pulp novels from the 50s <laughs> and 60s, you know? Like, th- th- that's my formative years there, yeah. you know? Like, I read all that stuff, and it made me who I am today, you know? Yeah, so, but it just makes, listen, it makes me think of, of just, like, you know, our podcast. So it's, Nostalgia, it's, Mike. I can't... Uh, it's a great thing. I can't thank you enough for... for these journeys we've gone on and I know there's many more ahead but like thank you for these podcasts I really really appreciate it been a pleasure being that's here. Us. That's me patting his hand, yeah. handshake. We would hug, but so listen. So I'm I'm gonna be setting up shop on the West Coast. Um, driving cross country on Monday, and you know within the next Yo, couple you weeks should, uh, I'm gonna be living out in write Portland. Some stories or just uh, tell us. I got some plans. I got some plans. Going, let us know what's going on. About uh, we could do something with that, but um, you know this isn't the end. This is a new beginning. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And um, just because I'm gonna be 2,800 miles away does not mean that we, meaning me and you, Mike, are still not going to be behind the mic. No. Spitting out these episodes and hey. having fun, you know? It's, so It's 2016, man. Right. 2016. I'll be back here in a few weeks. Good. You'll come out and see me. Awesome. Yeah. We'll meet in the middle somewhere the, the, in Iowa. The mic will always be there. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you, Chris. So, thank you, Mike. Thank you all for uh, taking another uh, journey with us beyond the margin. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Across the margin. Across the margin. Podcast.